Welcome to the Knobcast. Thank you for dropping by. This is where we simplify Bitcoin. I'm your host, Mary Victoria, and this podcast is sponsored by Bitnob. Bitnob is an easy-to-use app where you can automatically save, borrow, earn, send, and receive Bitcoin all in one place at the cheapest rates. Download Bitnob, B-I-T-N-O-B, from the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store using the links in the show notes. Or visit the website at bitnob.com. That's B-I-T-N-O-B dot com. We all know that remittance is a huge problem all over the world. So you'll find this episode insightful on how Bitcoin solves this problem. In this episode, I interviewed Ethan Rose, founder and CEO of Pouch.ph, a Bitcoin lightning wallet for the Philippines and the first lightning wallet in Southeast Asia. Pouch.ph is also the official sponsor of Bitcoin Island in Boracay, Philippines. We spoke about how Pouch is helping to solve remittance problem in the Philippines with Bitcoin. We also spoke about Bitcoin Island in Boracay, doing business in the Philippines, and so much more. And if you love this podcast, feel free to send us a boost on Fountain.fm. Fountain.fm is a platform where you can support your favorite podcast by sending Bitcoin via the Lightning Network. To send us a boost, just tap on the Thunderbolt icon next to the podcast name on Fountain.fm. So buckle your seatbelt, subscribe to the podcast, drop a review, and without further ado, let's cue the intro. Hi, Ethan. Nice to have you on the show. Hey, thank you so much for having me. So do you mind if you could tell us a little bit about yourself so our audience gets to know you? Sure. Yeah, I'm Ethan. I'm the founder of Pouch. Uh, Pouch is a lightning wallet in the Philippines. You could think of us as like Strike or Cash App or I guess like BitNap. We have uh, actually Fiat Rails, Philippine Peso Rails. We're a Bitcoin focused company. We love the Lightning Network. Awesome. And I think you guys are like the only Lightning wallet available in the Philippines because I looked for some and I didn't find any. It was only you guys. Yep. We're the only ones. And there's actually not much in Southeast Asia. So yeah, that's, uh, but we're, we have our rails in the Philippines now. So that's where we're focused first. Yay. Go Philippines. Yeah. I'm going to be a little patriotic here because I'm half Filipino. So like, it's so exciting. I, I got my cousin on coins on, I think it's called coins. Coins.ph. Yep. Yeah. It, it, the process was like, I, I was a little disappointed because I was like, man, you guys don't have lightning. <laughs> no shade on coins.ph though. But like when I saw you guys and you guys have lightning, I was just super excited. So how has the process been like? Like, what's the what was the journey um, creating Pouch? Yeah, so it started actually about a year ago. Um, I was just like working for a tech company as a software engineer and wasn't really too passionate about what I was doing. And I've been like a Bitcoiner and really interested in the Lightning Network kind of as a hobby, you could say. Mm-hmm. My wife is Filipina and I spend a lot of time in the Philippines. It's been a big personal problem sending money overseas to um, our family there. And then even myself, like when I go back to the Philippines and try to live like digital payments are kind of hard. It's very cash based uh, kind of economy. And um, yes, a real pain point that the Lightning Network solves so well. (laughs) And I realized if I didn't get started on it, like it would be several years before anybody does. So I, I didn't actually like dream to be a founder. It it was just kind of like, yeah, I guess, <laughs> I guess nobody will do it probably. So um, it's, yeah, it's a very personal, but I'm very passionate about it. 
and I, I love my job. No Yay. complaints there. <laughs> that is so cool. Like, okay, so I'm now I'm curious about your Bitcoin journey. Like, how did you stumble upon Bitcoin? Yeah, so I had like heard about Bitcoin kind of in passing and kind of passed it passed on it as like uh, I was just like a fad. I don't know anything about it, but I'm just gonna kind of ignore it and pretend <laughs> it <laughs> pretend it's gonna go away in a couple of years or something. But uh, then uh, several years later, after the first time I heard about it, which was maybe it was, it was probably a while. I don't even remember when I first heard about it. But like eventually, um, I'd been in the tech industry for a little while, and I worked for Uber. And around the time of Uber IPO was my like one year cliff, and I got a bunch of stock. And I was like, well, what do I do with this now? It's the first time I've had <laughs> money in my life. <laughs> and um, yeah, like, what do I invest? Do I just keep it in Uber stock, or like? Do I, I hear it's common wisdom to like diversify and buy an index fund, but everybody's buying index funds and index funds are like very overvalued from my pleb kind of perspective. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, I went like all the way down the rabbit trail and realized like I, I got interested in the history of money and then. Um, I almost bought gold actually. And then, then that's when I finally woke up and was like, <laughs> oh, this is, this is digital gold. This is way better than gold in every way. And mm -hmm. it solves all, all the problems. Yeah. And so I became hundred percent Bitcoiner from that point. Awesome. On. That is super cool. I, I, I love your journey. I think it's pretty cool. Very relatable and personal, which is nice. I think those who have this personal uh, relationship with Bitcoin and uh, I feel they are like, the strongest uh, believers of Bitcoin, actually. Uh, I have a similar journey. So I used to be into stocks as well. <laughs> and then I started doing the math. I'm like, nah, this thing is not adding up. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us a little bit about Pouch and how it works. You know, you said work, your guys are kind of like BitNull, but I'd love to hear like from your perspective, how's Pouch like? So we're a lightning wallet, um, but not just like a bit like, you could think of Wallet of Satoshi or like, there's so many lightning wallets out there that are custodial. We're custodial. We have Philippine peso balances in our app, but we can send and receive over lightning. So we're interoperable with all these other e-wallets worldwide. Um, so it just so happens like somebody from the US, for example, which is a common place to send remittances from. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, cash app or strike in the u.s and also download pouch in the philippines and we can just like send money send bitcoin between the apps but um from the u.s app that's like connected to the u.s banking system you're sending dollars and then in uh pouch you're receiving philippine pesos and then the apps on both sides like do the auto conversion between fiat currencies and it becomes a really fast like instant right? And really low cost way to send money uh, around the world compared to traditional remittances, which usually cost, you know, five to 10%. They have uh, three day processing times because the US banking oh, system yeah. is slow. And then, yeah, like, uh, yeah, just expensive high minimum fees. So you can't send like $1 at a time. You have to send mm -hmm. like big uh bulky payments to make the most use of your uh, fixed fee. <laughs> like, yeah, so Lightning really solves the remittance use case beautifully. Uh, and then on the other side, we have like locals in the Philippines can cash in from their local currency and buy Bitcoin within the app. So that's, awesome. uh, we're seeing like more usage now with the remittance case. And that's kind of what we're like leaning into and trying to um, help people send remittances. Um, and then like some, yeah, some locals, 
like around the Philippines have just like found the app and are buying stacking sats now as well. Oh, so, yeah. I feel yeah. so proud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's really cool. Like remittance is a huge thing. We have millions of Filipinos abroad and, you know, it, it's a Filipino thing to like either send money or do a balikbayan box. I'm sure you know what yep. a balikbayan box is. Yep, we send, we're packing our balikbayan box for Christmas now. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. Those ones are usually the biggest ones and everyone's telling you to, telling you their shoe sizes. <laughs> <laughs> it takes, you know, several weeks to pack. I think last week we take like a month to pack it and because oh it's a very big box and then eventually <laughs> we send it off and it takes three months to get there and uh, everybody's happy for Christmas. Went to the Philippines last year. I, uh, we sent the box and then we went, took a trip to the Philippines and the box arrived while we were there and oh, I had forgotten cool. that we even sent it pretty much. I forgot that we were expecting it and then it showed up and it was a very happy time just like getting like familiar American things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, uh, that is so cool. And like just the same way people, like the Filipinos send, um, you know, all these boxes full of stuff to their families. They like sending money as well. And um, I have this personal experience where my aunt in the Philippines was ill. So my mom is from the Abra region. Uh, so we wanted to send her money to help her out, you know, uh, with medical bills and stuff. And it took literally four days for the money to get to her. Oof, and it was yeah. through a crazy means. It was like my dad. So my dad's Nigerian and he had to find like someone in the Filipino community in Nigeria who was going to travel to the Philippines, hand him the cash. For, so he had to convert the Naira to dollar, hand it over to him. <laughs> Wow. We had to wait for him to land and then for him to land in the Philippines and deposit the dollar into his bank account. And then from there, transfer the money to my aunt. It was wow. an insane process and it took like four days. I was telling my dad, I was like, man, we need to call this guy. <laughs> know whether he disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> right. You have to trust somebody to not disappear with the money. That's exactly. A, that's yeah. It's a um, like the unconventional rails, I guess, like the. If you're trying to send money in a direction that's like not common, there's no good rails for it. But Lightning fixes that. Bitcoin fixes that. Like money can flow Absolutely. any direction. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, we're finding in the Philippines as well. There's like many business owners from South Korea who like need to send money back to South Korea from the Philippines. And, and know, it's just like, yeah, a weird direction that isn't normally solved for. So it's a real problem. Yeah, yeah, it, it really is. And sometimes like the other alternative that they have here is I think they have like, um, I don't know, I think I'll call him an agent. So they give him the money in converted into dollar and then he gets like 5% of the money you're sending. And then somehow I think maybe he has an account full of money in the Philippines and he uses that Filipino account to send money to uh, your relatives in the Philippines. And I don't know, it's just it's just a whole lot. So it's so exciting to know that, you know, Bitcoin solves this, right? Um, mm -hmm. But I'm curious about like, what is Bitcoin adoption like in the Philippines from your perspective? Are people warm to it? Is there like a lot of uh, Bitcoin education going on currently? Uh, are people still scared about it? Like what's, what's your take on that? Yeah, I'd say it's a mix of everything, right? Because uh, same as in the States as well, where I'm like, I think there's like maybe a little bit predominantly a 
kind of gambling, or what I would consider <laughs> gambling, like playing in the online casino, trying to make money with Dogecoin and all the mm-hmm. uh, crypto crap, right? So and there's a lot of that. Um, the Philippines had phase uh, last year with Axie Infinity that like a play oh, yeah. to earn kind of blockchain game. Tell um, me about uh, it. <laughs> yeah. So I think a lot of people feel burned, maybe. Um, so we have like a handful of uh, Bitcoiners, like I mentioned, stacking sats. Um, it's not, I mean, they're not like joining by the thousands, but uh, they exist. And we're, oh, uh, yeah, we're basically building the rails though. Like we see it, we want to give people the opportunity uh, Bitcoin kind of sells itself eventually once you're like mentally ready for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just want to build the rails to help people with their problems that they face on a regular basis. Cause Bitcoin solves problems that like once in a lifetime kind of problems, like uh, if the banking system is going to collapse in your country, but uh, that, that's something that's not like a daily problem that you're worried about. So most people don't think about it, but like sending money, uh, making a digital payment, like, like at all in the Philippines, making a digital payment is kind of a new concept uh, because it's still a very cash uh, centric economy. Yeah, it is on my own. Like I just think about what it's like or what it would be like if a country like the Philippines accepts Bitcoin or uses Bitcoin to the fullest, right? You know, like the fact that you have relatives outside the country, they could be like, hey, I'm going to send you Bitcoin now. Take the Bitcoin, go and buy something from a Sari Sari store. So for those who are listening who don't know what a Sari Sari store is, it's a little kiosk, like a little shop where they sell like um, provisions and different items. Um, So like it'll be... Imagine they'll just be like, okay, I'm sending you Bitcoin, go to the nearest Sari Sari store, buy whatever you need, and your problem is solved. Like it, And imagine the Sari Sari store like accepting Bitcoin as well. I feel like there's this huge potential. And because there are a lot of Filipinos outside the country, I feel like the ability to help their families are, is a lot higher. And I feel... You know, in the Asian part of the world, I feel like that that would be like the most amazing use case of Bitcoin. And I feel like there's huge potential, um, especially with the knowledge that we have millions of Filipinos outside the Philippines. Yeah. And to put some numbers on it, it's $30 billion flows into the Philippines through remittances oh every year. And it's the third largest remittance receiving country in the world. Jeez. 30 so, billion. That's insane. Imagine yeah. that in Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what, yeah, I think we'll head there. Like Western union, the paradigm is a century old, right. Of uh, picking up money at a physical location, you know, like physical cash at a physical location. Like in the U S we have a company called remitly, which mm-hmm. is, is kind of like made the user experience of Western Union a little better, like took it a little bit more into like a web platform kind of thing, but it's still like a reskinning of that same century old process. Mm-hmm. So um, Bitcoin really disrupts it. Um, so I think like more and more, we'll just see people using Bitcoin or apps that use Bitcoin. If they're not, people aren't even, maybe people will use dollars. They won't even realize they're using Bitcoin, but they're still using Bitcoin to yeah. transfer that value overseas. I'm just curious about your take on, you know, Bitcoin education. So what I've observed really is that when it comes to Bitcoin education, we have to be conscious of the culture of the people you're approaching. And I'm like, okay, if you are being conscious of the people you're approaching, you have to tell the Bitcoin story or 
talk about Bitcoin in their own unique way. So you're, you said you're based in Seattle and you shuffle um, between Seattle and the Philippines. How has it been spreading Bitcoin education that way, considering the fact that the American culture is very different from the Filipino culture? I can't say that we've figured that out yet. Uh, we're, <laughs> we're kind of um, just, just case by case. We talk to people. Actually, we have a community um, called, we're calling it Bitcoin Island. Um, it's Boracay, Philippines. It's the most popular tourist destination in the Philippines. One of the, it's a beautiful island. Uh, we have actually a hundred businesses, around a hundred oh, wow. businesses uh, accepting Bitcoin on the island. Um, and we cool. have a community there, like just providing Bitcoin education, but it's more like, it, it's not really like the necessarily the philosophy behind Bitcoin. It's more like this is how to use a lightning wallet and send money between apps. Um, so we don't really get into other than like, personally, I like to like just casually mention that Bitcoin is the strongest and fairest money in the world, but, mm -hmm. but not like get to in the weeds there. Cause that's like a yeah, really philosophical kind of discussion. Whereas I think the most effective way that we can just like, give people a taste is like here, download a lightning wallet and like, just feel the magic. Oh yeah. Sending money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah right. uh, and lightning sending money via lightning is the best and most satisfying thing ever <laughs> yeah seriously. i just love how fast it is but then okay so when it comes to bitcoin education do you like take it from both ends like the people who are sending the bitcoin from outside the country to the philippines and you know educating the filipinos there is that your approach as well like do you take into con consideration the people outside the philippines yeah so far we've just focused on bitcoin island like folks in bitcoin island and then outside the philippines uh yeah we just kind of casually mentioned the advantages of using lightning to send remittances and then people find us and kind of onboard themselves so we don't have like a curriculum uh yet but something that uh we need to prioritize soon enough we're kind of working on uh compliance in the philippines which is gonna it's gonna take a long time but <laughs> that's... compliance can be a pain in the butt yeah, yeah. <laughs> how do you see the acceptance of bitcoin um by the government in the philippines do you think their yeah. their understanding of it or accommodating yeah it's very mixed it's hard to understand the signals that we get from the central <laughs> bank of the philippines uh because uh they recently had like a summit or something like that with Binance and Bitcoin magazine tweeted like this amazing news that Binance is working with the central bank of the Philippines or something like that, like government of the Philippines to like provide uh, crypto classes. And it's mm -hmm. not really, I, think a, I saw that. Yeah. Um, it's like uh, interesting news. I don't know if it's that big of news. Like it, Binance is a very like crypto company, right? Web three, and not, not a Bitcoin focused company. So the education that they provide might not be the best. Okay, so the main problem though, is that news came right after uh, the Central Bank of the Philippines announced a three-year ban on licenses for virtual asset companies. So they oh, regulated geez. 10 companies or so, like, like maybe a dozen, something like that. And then uh, over the past couple of years, and then uh, we were in process of applying for that license. And then they just rug pulled everybody who was in process. And we're like, nope, we're not going to approve any more licenses. So oh you got to wait three years at least before you can try again. Good luck. So, but we have uh, banking partners who are still willing to work with us, which is kind of nice in this. Like that would never fly in the US, I think. But mm -hmm. I think a lot of people might be scared. Like founders maybe are 
uh, investors, anyone like, might be scared to tr like try to start a company in a gray area like this. But as long as the banking partners are willing to work with us and we're trying to do a good thing and help people. And uh, if we can just keep doing that for three years until we get a license or they're finding like we're we're talking with other um, licensed comp companies too and trying to find a way that like we can live through uh, some regulator watchful eye. But um, yeah, so far it, it's very mixed. It, in short, it's uh, very mixed signals because some sometimes they say they love crypto and sometimes they do things like ban companies from using crypto. I know <laughs> it's crazy. Like I think I saw something where they said something about teaching I think, Bitcoin and crypto in the university, and then yeah. then I saw news about them wanting to have their own CBDCs. I'm like Philippines aside already. <laughs> yeah, which, which side are you on? <laughs> Oh, actually, um, the government changed, though, and the gover governor of the central bank, Banco Central in Filipinas, changed oh, to, no. <laughs> changed to uh, yeah, just like a new administration who became much less crypto friendly. So that's where the ban came from, kind of out of nowhere. And then, yeah, so I think the government will be for six years. So we might just have to wait a while for another administration or maybe... Hopefully we can just like get an audience and convince the central bank, the, the regulators, right? That this is actually a really good thing. Like the country will save actual, like literal, like one to 2% of GDP just in fees that are going to Western union right now, mm -hmm. pretty much like it's, it would be a huge gain for the country to uh, adopt lightning. Um, and then for tourism as well, because this is, this is why we're focusing in Boracay as Bitcoin Island, because it's a very like international tourism centric island and uh, it proves the utility of the lightning network where um, tourists usually used to have to go to a money changer to get cash or go to an ATM machine to get cash and pay again really really high fees where now you can just bring your local lightning wallet and pay with next to no fees great for tourism as well so we're trying to make both of those advantages apparent so that um, eventually if if I can get an audience with Banco Central then we can Say, look how amazing lightning is. Please let us keep doing this. I hope you're enjoying the episode so far. I just wanted to step in and tell you a little bit about saving Bitcoin with Bitnob. The minute I started using Bitnob, it changed the way I invest in Bitcoin forever. With Bitnob, I can create a plan and it automatically invests in Bitcoin for me using the dollar cost average strategy. That's it, nice and easy. Download Bitnob, B-I-T-N-O-B, and watch your Bitcoin investments grow. Yeah, I hope they allow you guys to keep doing it because you guys are doing really cool. I've seen like pictures, I've seen videos of, of stuff that's happening on Bitcoin Island, the Philippines. I think it's really nice. And I saw the pictures and it's so such a beautiful place. Like I think there was this report that came in from El Salvador where the president of El Salvador was talking about how tourism just increased so much and how it, that helped with the overall economy of El Salvador. So like yeah. Philippines being tourist bought as well, I feel like they could leverage on that, you know, for example, with Bitcoin Island in the Philippines, that just adds like one more island to the list of places where Bitcoiners could go to. Yeah. Yeah. And with the businesses we have, like you could basically live your entire life off of Bitcoin there on the island. So uh, I'd love to invite people to take take on that challenge too and vlog your experience. Because uh, yeah, I'd love to see. I actually haven't been yet. Uh, we started four months ago um, is when we uh, 
had our banking rails launched and, and then we have our community started. We yeah, around four months ago and I haven't been back to the Philippines yet. So I am like itching to go and uh, challenge myself to live off of Bitcoin only. That would be awesome. And you know, one thing I know about Filipinos is that when someone starts it and they like show the way, other people will be curious enough to try it too. Yeah, I found like word of mouth is really the best way to market. I mean, but like it's a very personal, Bitcoin is like a very personal thing as well. And money in general is like, Having people get excited and then just tell their family and friends is going to be a lot more effective than just like throwing ads on the internet and expecting people to click it. You know, I, I think the very human and very personal approach to marketing and education really is what it's all about is the way to go. Yeah, I, I totally agree. So I'm curious about your future plans for Pouch and Bitcoin adoption in that part of the world. Yeah. So current <laughs> landscape, right, in the Philippines is uh, there's a few e-wallets, what, what are known as e-wallets, which is like fiat only, not related to Bitcoin at all. Just like uh, download an app and you get your Philippine peso currency. You can load uh, pesos in and spend them. Uh, like Gcash and Paymaya are the two biggest e-wallets in the Philippines. And they really picked up since COVID times, like, so people are very familiar now getting really familiar with QR payments. However, there's an issue because now every bank and every financial fintech company is like launching their own e-wallet and the QR codes are not interoperable. So like we're seeing now, like uh, stores mm -hmm. are putting up all these QR signs, like for every single company. So you might like go to a cashier and they have <laughs> cash registers just covered in app QR, QR codes. Code. Yeah. Right. So the central bank of the Philippines actually um, put out like a standard, what they call QRPH, like a standardized QR code format to make all the e-wallets inter interoperable in banks and, and all like any apps in the Philippines interoperable, which is like, yeah, that's a cool concept. It's a solution to a real problem, but I see the lightning network as the solution to that problem at a global level, like beyond any single country. So we're, the, we're focusing though now on like basically becoming a payment processor for merchants and kind of bringing in these other e-wallets, other like banking uh, payment rails so that we can just add lightning as another payment option for all of the merchants in the Philippines, like as many as we can obtain, right? I think they'll be a lot more inclined to start accepting lightning payments if it's uh, kind of an all-in-one system where they can accept any kind of payment as well. Lightning just happens to be an extra little feature. That seems to be uh, a way that we'll be able to get to adoption just from like talking to business owners, right? the way that we'll be able to get to adoption uh, much quicker rather than the approach of um, like drop everything and accept lightning, like only lightning or, you know, like it's, it's an extra payment system on top of all your other payment systems. Like we want to just build one, like really integrated kind of payment system. And eventually I think lightning will just become the winner over time as we, as people realize that it's more efficient. So yeah, that's our focus now is um, getting the businesses accepting and then um, individual users are onboarding themselves. Ooh, there's another fun thing, actually. Payouts from uh, for like microtasking kind of things are, is a big problem. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's, uh, for example, uh, the self-driving car space requires a lot of data to train these mm -hmm. self-driving cars. Um, and there's a lot of humans behind the scenes that are 
doing data annotations, like labeling images or 3D LIDAR scenes in order to train yeah. <laughs> the cars. And so there's actually hundreds of thousands of people around the world doing these like microtasking, like little tasks, like labeling for the self-driving cars. Just, just this like mm -hmm. one kind of thing alone, this one use case. And uh, it's Philippines is uh, the most, uh, well, the, the company is like doing this, consider the Philippines to be the highest quality uh, of taskers. Um, so like cool for what that's worth. So a lot of the users like receiving payments from around the world are in the Philippines. And the most common way to pay right now is through PayPal. Yeah. So when businesses do payouts, and, and this is like really close to me too, because I used to work, uh, like I mentioned earlier, I worked at Uber before, like I worked kind of in this in this space too with the um, labeling organization. So um, yeah, PayPal once like just on a payout day, like payday, everybody was supposed to get paid. And PayPal was like, mm -hmm. nope, your account's blocked. No more paying people. You're very yeah, suspicious. It, it sucks. That's so bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, like it's like we're kind of at the whim, like companies who are doing these payouts now, paying like thousands of people overseas, they're at the whim of PayPal, like whether they're going to uh, freeze your account today or not. Mm -hmm. um, and on top of that, you have to pay like the insane PayPal exchange rate fees as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So we're helping um, get uh, Lightning, uh, like use Lightning as a way to receive payments. Um, and then if I can like shout out Stackwork, which is a similar kind of microtasking platform that I was mentioning. They're lightning native. So oh, awesome. there's a bunch of stack workers in the Philippines as well, like receiving their lightning payouts. And um, again, just like more evidence of how much better lightning is than the traditional way of doing these like batch payments internationally. Um, so yeah, we're also focusing on like improving earning in the Philippines mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. trying to get more um, businesses doing their international payouts using lightning. And then if I can talk about lightning addresses for a minute, that makes <laughs> Yes, please go ahead. <laughs> I wish uh, more apps, more lightning while it's had lightning address support right now, especially ones with like fiat rails, uh, mm -hmm. because that would be so much easier to teach than like download these two apps, uh, copy and paste a QR code, like from one app to the other, like it's, it's, uh, a lot of steps to teach, yeah, right. As totally. opposed to like, you can just send money as if it was to an email address just, mm -hmm. and it just works. Like it's much simpler to teach. And yeah, again, like I mentioned earlier, it feels magical. Um, <laughs> so we have, uh, as of a few weeks ago, we added, lightning address support and the pouch app. So now um, it's, it just makes remittance, the remittance use case much easier. Um, and then like the batch payouts much easier as well. Cause if you're doing, uh, for example, you have a tasking platform, you're doing payouts. Uh, you just need your users to like put in their lightning address and you can exactly. um, blast out money to them. <laughs> yeah. And it's so much easier. You know, I look forward to a world where Someone will, you know, you're probably chilling with a friend. Maybe they go out somewhere 
or something and they'll just be like oh do you have like five dollars and, and they'll be like yeah sure what's your lightning address i look forward to yeah. to a d- day like that and it'll be so cool where your lightning address is like the easiest way to just share like payment details i think that's super cool i'm sure with time though more wallets will have um, lightning address support i mean it's just a matter of time right um, yeah. and even if and even if some of the wallets take their sweet time. There'll always be other wallets that you can always use. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that, that would be super cool. And I'm I'm really excited, very happy about what's happening right now. And um, I'm so happy that both my countries have lightning support now, which is super yeah. cool. We're going oh my places. Gosh. Yeah, it's it's so exciting. And I'm curious to hear like the personal stories of some of your users i don't know if you have you know um any nice stories to share with us i'd love to hear those um success stories of pouch some of our biggest users are actually in a similar situation to myself like americans or foreigners like living in the philippines or with family in the philippines those were like some of our first like users that found us and and maybe that's because i posted a lot on the bitcoin subreddit and that's just like kind (laughs) of users that hang out in the bitcoin subreddit but um uh, they're also like our kind of our highest volume senders too um uh yeah they i mean it just makes sending money much easier trying to think of like a specific example that i could share like we had a user mention like the problem with limits mm-hmm. that they had before. A lot of platforms, especially like e-wallets in the Philippines right now have really strict sending limits or spending limits even. So you can't, you can't pay for things. A personal example for, for myself is uh, when we got our house in the Philippines, we needed to buy a refrigerator and mm-hmm. I tried using my credit card first, my American issued credit card to buy the refrigerator. And that got instantly declined and sent to fraud detection, whatever, even though oh my gosh. I told them in advance I was traveling, but like, so that, that was a pain. And I had no other way of buying the refrigerator. Cause like the, the limits are so low. I had already like pretty much hit my monthly spending limit. So I oh had to gosh. like, just wait till next month to buy a refrigerator. <laughs> Um, so that, that's something that lightning can solve for us. I mean, hopefully, uh, once we get like the bigger stores accepting lightning payments and the limits become less of an issue, but, um, yeah, back to success stories. Uh, we had a user, our first Bitcoin maximalist who signed up in Ooh, cool. from, from Bahal and he's, I mean, as far as I can tell, like I had a call with him just to get to know him and. As far as I can tell, he's like retired. He's an early Bitcoiner and just like uh, very, very Filipino. Um, <laughs> and he, yeah, like doing very well, like financially, which is like really amazing to see, like come from a, a background where um, you probably wouldn't be like able to retire in your 20s. Mm-hmm. But with Bitcoin, like we have a user who can and, and then he's just using uh pouch to stack sats now oh uh, that's lovely but yeah that that's like an exciting thing to see i'm very sure that there are several other amazing stories so when i really got into bitcoin or rather the early stages of my bitcoin journey i was a freelance writer and so 
I have the soft spot for freelancers. And as a freelancer, one of the major issues we have, like the thing that you said about the microtasking, you know, it's payments, right? So when you were saying it, I was like, oh my gosh, that is so true. Like it's really difficult. And in Nigeria, PayPal is one way. So it's like you can set up a PayPal account to pay for things, right? But you can't receive into your PayPal account. And so when you think about, or like, you know, now that I've into Bitcoin and I understand Bitcoin a lot more, like when you think about how easy Bitcoin makes things, right? And I know that there's a huge freelancer community in the Philippines. We have a lot of freelancers in the Philippines and people usually like to hire them because one, they speak English. And I think also the labor is uh, more affordable. And so I think about all these people. And then I also think about the number of Filipinos who leave the Philippines in search of greener pastures, right? So if something like Bitcoin were like fully uh, accepted in the Philippines, a time will come when they wouldn't even see a need to leave because economically they'll be better off, right? Because if you're going to pay a freelancer in the Philippines, you're paying them in dollar and the value of dollars higher than the peso. And mm-hmm. so it's like economically, they're better off. You'll be using the currency that's like stronger to better themselves and they have a better um, standard of living. And I feel like because we have a lot of Filipino workers that sometimes you hear some really sad stories about how some of them are abused and you know, and all that. So like that would stop. So I feel like mm-hmm. with more awareness of how Bitcoin could like solve this problem and raise the standard of living of people, especially in third world countries, I feel there will be a higher rate of adoption. I think the reason why not many third world countries are like going deep into Bitcoin as they should is because They've not yet realized the amazing potential there is in terms of economic gain when you compare it, because I'm sure you would relate to this. It's wrong for you to travel to a new country and be like, oh, this is how much I would earn if I moved to this country. But you have the taxes and the bills that you have to pay in that currency. Mm -hmm. Eventually, your take home is way less than what you estimated because you made the mistake of converting it into your local currency. So mm-hmm. people do people make that mistake a lot and feel like in, at the end of the day, they get deceived into living in a country for several years, literally living at, at a loss. Right. Because mm-hmm. but imagine if they had stayed in their country, found a way to empower themselves and maybe as freelancers or like working for other companies abroad, um, you know, virtually, and then using that same amount of money to better themselves and better their life, I think they'll make better impact. And I feel Bitcoin really solves that. Yeah, I agree. And like, we have friends with uh, personal stories like that, like, right, like we mentioned, a lot of Filipinos go and work overseas, they're called OFWs, overseas Filipino workers. Yeah. And um Sometimes they end up in great uh, job situations and sometimes they end up in really, really awful situations that they get stuck in, like living situations and work situations, whatever, as as they're overseas. And there's a couple problems, I guess, that Bitcoin solves here. Like number one biggest thing, I think, is under the U.S. dollar reserve currency. Um, right now, U.S. gets this unfair advantage of having the strongest currency in the world and mm-hmm. kind of attracts a lot of the smartest people out of the rest of the world to go like build up America even more. So it's a problem that kind of exacerbates itself as well, Mm -hmm. where 
um, the term that I've heard it referred to as is brain drain. It's like the, <laughs> yeah. the most the most motivated and most educated people like leave a country to go work in America because it's the right decision personally for them, right? It's the best way to provide for their family. So can't can't uh, fault people for doing making the choice to do that, but it really um, at a large scale, like the way it happens, it uh, kind of keeps countries from being able to flourish as much as they could. Mm-hmm. If uh, the most talented people like stayed and built up their own country. Hey, hey, it's me again. Have you heard of the Lightning Network? It's an easy way of making Bitcoin payments faster and cheaper. With Bitnob, you can send and receive any amount of money in Bitcoin across the world. Mm-hmm. You heard that right. Across the world with little or no fees and in seconds. For speedy Bitcoin transactions, choose Bitnob. Download Bitnob, B-I-T-N-O-B, on your favorite app store today. Or visit the website at bitnob.com. That's B-I-T-N-O-B dot com. Um, so I think like switching to a Bitcoin standard from a U.S. dollar standard helps uh, disincentivize people from going and working for another country and people like people don't have to people don't aren't advantaged by uh leaving their own country and can can kind of work and build up their own country so it's a more equal playing field for the whole world um and then uh having the freedom as an ofw if you're out working in some other country and, and you're not in a good situation your employer can't i don't know withhold your money or or whatever like kind of things happen like if you have bitcoin and, and you're self custodying it especially you're like mm-hmm. free free very free yeah um, a lot of problems that bitcoin solves it's just incredible for humanity and the bitcoin standard can't come soon enough absolutely and i'm like you guys need to get it already you know yeah. bitcoin is the way <laughs> actually so actually one thing i wanted to mention because you mentioned earlier like needing to send money to your aunt for like medical reasons like that's a really common reason that i found like people uh, one user uh experience that they shared um somebody told us that pouch came at a really critical time for their family oh wow um, for like uh, medical reasons that, that they're using it for and i don't know the details like i didn't pry into the details or anything but um it's good to hear that it's helping people there like send money for medical care mm-hmm. um and then the uh kick in the pants for me that got me maybe want to like quit my, my regular job and start building the lightning wallet is we had a friend, good friend who needed to take her son to the doctor, Darren, he's seven years old. Um, and she asked us to, if we could just send a really small amount of money, like $40 equivalent, um, so that she could take him to see the doctor. And we struggled. Our transaction got blocked and sent to like KYC stuff, but they didn't get the money in time. And he actually, his condition got a lot worse and he passed away without being able to see the doctor and get any kind of medical care. So that really, really sucked. And that was like the kind of the wake up call for me. That's why I pretty much decided I'm going to just spend the rest of my life trying to fix this so it doesn't have to happen to anyone else. Uh, Because it was really heartbreaking, really woke me up. Yeah. Um, so, and I think it's a really common, I don't know how many other people have like faced like a similar kind of thing, but I imagine there's probably, it's probably happened more than we realize. And, um, another, another reason another way that lightning really can help a lot of people. 
Absolutely. Yeah. We used to use Bitrefill to actually send um yeah. send money to the Philippines, but they discontinued the GCash cards. So we had to like find something else. Then I think when when we told our my cousin about coins.ph, it took him, I think, 72 hours for them to do the KYC and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, that's that's long. Yeah. Uh, then I saw Pouch. So I followed Pouch earlier, but I didn't really look deep into it. But then I saw Pouch and I was like, hey, you guys have lightning. This is so much better. But yeah, so I'm thinking of getting my cousin on Pouch instead. So it'll be a lot faster for him. I'm just curious, though, about like, is it easy to for them to withdraw the peso from the app? Or do they have to wait for a couple of days? Uh, no, no need to wait. Um, so it's instant. If you make a lightning payment, you receive pesos right away oh, and cool. you can cash out to a bank. Uh, yeah, we do like the conversion between pesos and Bitcoin and the back end and our side. And then mm-hmm. you receive your pesos. You can just like cash it out to a bank immediately. And oh, nice. um, in the Philippines, the banking system, actually, there's an instant like clearinghouse method called Instapay. So mm-hmm. Uh, up to 50,000 pesos, which is a thousand dollars. Like it's a pretty big amount. You wow. can uh, cash out instantly to a, a bank or other e-wallet. Um, and we don't have cash pickup rails, like over the counter kind of cash pickup. That's one thing that we're still working on adding, mm-hmm. but um, as an intermediate step, like you could send to another e-wallet and then go pick up the cash or send to a bank, yeah. whatever. Um, so yeah, instant Oh, nice. And, and, and fee, does he have to complete start... a KYC like first before it happens? Yeah. In our app, we have KYC um, and we just uh, required a photo, uh, like valid photo ID and selfie with the ID. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we just like manually review that and let you in. Um, okay, it's cool. uh, like a thing that we have to do to make people comfortable like banking partners and regulators (laughs) comfortable but Mm -hmm. i wish we didn't have to do it and then i'm hoping like there's a big problem here too because a lot of people don't have valid government ids because they expire pretty quickly (laughs) if you ever had one and Mm -hmm. so we're we want to launch like a no kyc version of the app too we're actually working on this we have uh one employee in el salvador Oh, nice. uh, He set up a company in El Salvador and got uh, permission from the central bank there to like, we can launch an app and serve the world. uh, And it's kind of like more protected, I guess, regulatory wise. Like it won't have banking rails, but at least some, it'll be the equivalent of Wallet of Satoshi pretty much though. Like that's, that's like the go-to like I don't know why, like, Wallet Satoshi is rated really poorly on the app stores, but it's really the best simple Lightning Wallet kind of go-to, like, yeah, to take, lightweight to get somebody too. from zero to, yeah, yeah, to just, just to get somebody from, like, here, I want to send you Bitcoin, here's the fastest possible way to do it. Mm-hmm. Download the app, and you instantly have a wallet there. No need to put in your email or phone number or any sign-up info. Exactly. That That is so cool. I'm I'm very excited. I love what you guys are doing. And I'm very, very happy about it. I can't wait to go and stop by Boracay. I think it'll be so cool yeah. to buy a drink with Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, love well, when you have a chance to come, I'll try to coordinate our trip so we can meet there. And 
have, oh, nice. like, sure. gathering with our team because our team we have a remote team like spread around the philippines too and we love to have like a team get together in barakai too oh really that's awesome oh i i would love that and i'd love to meet the team um because they're doing a great job i've I asked like a couple of questions to customer support and they're super cool. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, it was really nice. And, Thank you. You know, even talking to you, I just, I don't know, I feel re really happy. I feel like Bitcoin in Philippines is in good hands. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. That means a ton. Now, um, this might sound like a very personal question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. <laughs> Sure. So as an American, like, how has it been like starting a company in the Philippines? Because I I know that for business owners who are not natives of the country, it could be a little I don't know, challenging. Sometimes they get challenged personally and are like, how dare you start a company and you're not from here? Do you even know us? Like, how has that experience been like for you? Yeah, it's actually... Uh, been kind of the opposite. I think the, the culture of the Philippines is very, very hospitable, very warm towards foreigners. So people are very kind. And even uh, I found like people appreciate that I'm like a foreigner, like <laughs> kind of trying to help the country. Right. And I've never uh, heard anybody like bashing me because I'm a foreigner trying to work in another country. Um, so that's a beautiful thing about Filipino culture, actually, that I really love is that warmth and hospitality. And also, since I my wife is Filipino, we live in the Philippines, and I try to learn the language. So uh, actually, a couple of languages like Tagalog, I'm not very good at, which is the national language, and then Bisaya, which is the um, more like regional, I guess, is the second most commonly spoken language. But, but where we're from, like Bisaya is what we speak at home. So uh, well, I mean, English at home mostly. And then and I'm trying to speak Visaya too. Like I'm getting there. And I think people also appreciate my effort. Um, but but yeah, I'm very appreciative of the culture. I, I feel like Filipino on the inside. And so hopefully people also feel that from me as well. Like when when I interact with anyone, I hopefully come usually from a place of understanding and not like frustration with cultural differences. Yeah, that's that's all. That's heartwarming. And wow, actually, I, mean, I love if I can add too. I love uh, even more like the even the business culture in the Philippines, like the fintech companies really try to help each other out. Um, and I found like meeting a lot of the other founders and business people at other uh, companies, like really we're all on a mission to try to improve payment, the payment system in the country or uh, provide better financial access. And um, I found like, yeah, most all the companies are willing to help each other out. Whereas in the U.S., talking to business people, I felt a much more kind of cold and competitive, <laughs> just like conversation. <laughs> like, uh, so yeah, I much prefer um, that sentiment of helping. Like, it's not a competition. We're really trying to help people and that's it. Awesome. What's your word of advice for Bitcoin-only businesses that might have their eye on the Philippines. Yeah. Uh, what kind of Bitcoin only businesses are, do you have in mind? Like, uh, uh, like I mean, I'm just putting it out there. Or... <laughs> it could be. Yeah, like, I'm just like, putting, my, putting it out there. Um, yeah. My mind was going to like uh, coffee shops or something like, I can't think of like a multinational <laughs> that, coffee shop chain that's Bitcoin that's only, but hopefully we get <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, like FinTech companies, if you're, uh, 
Yeah, the problem right now is like the regulation. If you're willing to take the risk, mm -hmm. um, then absolutely, I'd like love to have more Bitcoiners in the country and um, help promote Bitcoin adoption, right? Um, so by all means, you're invited. I think Bitcoin Island, like Barakai, is its own special place where if you want to serve Bitcoiners, now it's... Uh, the the island is well on its way to being like bitcoin native island mm -hmm. so yeah if you're a bitcoin only company uh come do some business in bitcoin island yeah that one would be a no-brainer for sure uh because people are very receptive and there's a lot of there's like well before COVID, there were millions of tourists every year that would come to the island so you get a lot of visibility to um, just from tourists local and international tourists so yeah. and that's picking back up now as well tons of tourism. So it's a very good place to get exposure uh, beyond just like locals in one island, but like all the tourists that, that come as well, will go back to the, go back home to their own country or to their own city and remember their experience in Barakay where Bitcoin was actually a really nice way to pay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So one last question before I let you go, what's your favorite Filipino food? Ooh. I'm not going to let you go without telling me. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's so much good food in this one I have to think about because it, of course, depends on like what I'm in the mood for. Depends on the day. But <laughs> uh, a really good classic is just like adobo. Oh, my gosh. You're yeah. my best friend from now on. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally my favorite like of all time. <laughs> yeah, I guess the real answer is rice because we just eat rice with everything. So you can't have like a Filipino dish without rice. Rice so, is life. Yep, exactly. So <laughs> maybe that's that's like the the favorite food that just goes without saying though. But I think adobo <laughs> is really the one. Awesome, awesome. And thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate you for making time out to be here. Thank you as well. It's been a pleasure. Hope to come on again soon. Yeah, definitely. What an amazing episode. Hope you enjoyed it as much as we have. Subscribe to know when next we release a new episode. Drop a review. Let us know your thoughts about the podcast. Follow Bitnob on Twitter at Bitnob underscore official. That's at B-I-T-N-O-B underscore O-F-F-I-C-I-A-L. See you in the next episode. Bye.